The Making of a Leader, The Evolution of Yehuda. We read the Torah with great care. It is necessary to understand why the Torah included certain details. There are many examples where the narrative could have read smoothly without a particular piece of information. We must then venture to understand why it was included. One such example is below. Breshit Memvav Chavchat. So this is Breshit 46:28, and it reads, "Vet Yehuda Shalach Lefanav El Yosef Leharot Lefanav Goshna Vayavo Artsa Goshen." And Yehuda was sent ahead of him to Yosef to Leharot Lefanav. Some say that means to clear or to direct in front of him towards Goshen where they would settle, by Avo Artsa Goshen, and they came to the land of Goshen. So there are various commentaries that explain the practical reason why Yehuda was sent ahead, but many do not address why Yehuda was chosen specifically. The Midrash, however, raises this question. So the Midrash Agadah, the Buber edition, reads, that Yehuda shalach, v'lama shalach et Yehuda, v'lo Reuven, v'lo Shimon, v'lo Lacherim, Amar Yaakov, Yehuda Melech, Yosef Melech, Lo Eshlach, El Pnei, Melachim, El Melech. So why did he send Judah, and why did he send him specifically? Why not Reuven or Shimon or others? So Yaakov said, Yehuda is a king, and Yosef is a king, and I will not send an emissary to greet a king, except another king. End quote of the uh, Midrash. So Yosef, at this point, had the status of a king. He was in command of the nation of Egypt at the height of his power. But in what sense was Yehuda a king? So let's examine Yehuda's evolution. He was not the firstborn, but he did play a prominent role during the sale of Yosef. He had made the suggestion to sell Yosef, hoping it would save his life. Interestingly, Rashi explains, this is Rashi and Breshit uh, 38.1, uh, right after the sale of Yosef, we have this episode where Yehuda, uh, it says, So Yehuda uh, goes down and... Uh, Rashi comments, Lama nismicha parsha zu lakan. So why was this section placed here? The hifsik befarshato shall Yosef. And why does it interrupt kind of the narrative of Yosef? It's definitely an abrupt transition. Real mode, shahriduhu achav migdulato kishiro bitsarat avihem. So the brothers demoted him from his uh, high position when they saw him, uh, when they saw the pain of their father. Amru, they said, Ata Omer Lamocho, you told us to sell him. Ilu Amart al Hashiva, if you had told him, told us to return him, Hayinu Shomimlah, we would have listened. End quote of Rashi. It's unclear whether the brothers would have actually listened to Yehuda in the heat of the moment had he made the suggestion to return Yosef to his father. But that is the claim the brothers made, and as a result, he lost his position of leadership. The narrative continues, and Yehuda is confronted with another situation. He had made a commitment to give his third son to marry his daughter-in-law Tamar, but did not do so. He then inadvertently had a relationship with Tamar, not knowing her identity. He was in a position to hide his error completely, but he stood up and took responsibility for his mistake. It says, Vayakar Yehuda, Vayomer Imeni, Ki lo Then Yehuda recognized the objects that uh, Tamar had in her possession, and he said, she is uh, correct, she's right, uh, because I did not give her to my son, uh, Shelah. And he, uh, there's two different 
version of the translation. Either he no longer continued to have a relationship with her or he did not uh, stop having a relationship with her. But either way, um, that union ended up uh, uh, being his primary wife and his primary progeny came from, uh, from his union with Tamar. Next episode, after the brothers sojourn in Egypt to buy food, Yosef accuses them of being spies and demands that they return their brother Binyamin in order to prove their innocence. Yaakov refuses to send Binyamin and rejects Reuben's guarantee of his safety. Yehuda strategically waits until the family's out of food and then makes a case to his father about the necessity to return with Binyamin. Yehuda takes personal responsibility for Binyamin's safety and Yaakov relents and agrees to send him. Yehuda says, I will serve as a guarantee for him. You can demand him from my hand. If I don't bring him to you and stand him before you, I will have sinned against you forever. After returning from Egypt, the brothers begin their journey home only to have Binyamin arrested. Yehuda speaks on behalf of the brothers, accepting their lot to be slaves. When Yosef suggests that only Binyamin remain behind, Yehuda makes a personal appeal and demands to stay in place of Binyamin. He says, Ki hanar. This is a Bereshit Mem Dalad Lamed Bet and Gimel, 34, 44, 32, and 33. Ki hanar. For your servant has guaranteed, been, been a guarantor for, uh, for the youth. Mimavi for my father, Lamor, saying, If I do not bring him to you, then I will have sinned to my father forever. Now, uh, let, uh, let me sit uh, in place of the youth, as a servant to my master, and the youth will go with his brothers. Yehuda exhibits the essential qualities of leadership. He is strategic, takes initiative, and takes full responsibility for his commitments. The brothers, and perhaps Yehuda himself, did not feel he navigated the situation of Yosef's sale properly, but he bounced back from this. He stepped up in subsequent episodes, demonstrating his leadership potential and capabilities. He is therefore sent ahead as the leader of the Bnei Yisrael, the sons of Jacob, and the Jewish people.